Hey friends, I'm Janelle. I'm Vivian. And I'm Emily, and this is Candid Thoughts. Hi guys, welcome to Candid Thoughts. I'm Janelle. Uh, I'm and Viv, how are we feeling about the first episode? We are super excited. <laughs> we're really excited. We've been trying this since junior year, and we're really excited for you guys to hear what we have to say. Oh yes, we're seniors now, just in case yeah. you were interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, to kick off our first episode, we wanted to talk about something that we've experienced throughout our entire lives, which is growing up Asian American. So first question, I guess, what is your ethnicity and where is your family from? Okay, I'll start this one. Um, so I am Chinese, fully Chinese, and specifically both my parents are from a small island um, called Hainan. It's in like South Asia, South China. Um, and But my dad was born in Vietnam and then he eventually traveled to the States and so did my mom. Is that where Hainan chicken is from? Yeah. Oh my god. It's delicious. I love Hainan chicken. I like can your parents make it? Yes. It's so Oh my god. Let's all go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're all invited. (laughs) Anyway, um, what about you? Um, my parents took a similar route. They're also Chinese, but my dad was born in Burma and my mom was born in Vietnam. And then they also both came over to the States, which is super fun. I think my mom was born in Taiwan. No, everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks I'm Taiwanese, but I'm really not. Wait, I think you told me like that everyone thinks you're Taiwanese, and I think that's where I got it from. No. I think it's, it's because my, both of my parents, actually, that's why. They did come to the States, but they didn't come immediately. Like They went to a few other countries before they came here. So oh, they, they did reside in Taiwan, which might be why oh. people confuse that. Okay, 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 yeah. Where are they yeah. go? I'm just curious. My mom, she went to Taiwan, like I said, and then she mm-hmm. went to France, and then she came to the States, and then my dad, my he went to Thai, to Thailand, and then he went to Taiwan, and then he came to the States. Wait, same. Okay, wait, my dad, he was born in Vietnam, and then he went to Thailand for a couple years, and then I think he went to the States. Oh, That's wow. so fun. Oh, my God. They should talk probably, about it. I know. He probably took some other routes, though. It's like, it was, like, during the time of, like, the Vietnam War. And so yeah, like, yeah. Me too. You know? Me too. Yeah. Wow. You, so. Your parents are really just traveling all over the world. I feel like my parents yeah, are so kind of boring now. When you're running from war. Maybe. Running from war. Maybe. Yeah. Um, my parents, my mom is from Hong Kong, which used to be a British territory. So she actually learned English there before she came to the States. Mm-hmm. You know, she ran away from the rest of her family. She went off by herself. She was like, I want to live in America to start a new life. And that's what she did. And then... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. She was... I think she was just out of high school. And she got her brother to sign the papers to go across to the States. Wow, you know, we love an independent woman. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Yes. And uh, my dad is from China. How fun. (laughs) Wait, I thought your dad was from Hong Kong. Too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, no, he's from he's from China. I think he's from. I Kong feel like I'm too. learning new things. I know. Same. Which means that he learned everything about us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So obviously, we all come from immigrant parents. So, how do you guys think that shaped your childhood and how you were raised? Um, I think for me, it it kind of. Huh. I think that okay. So. My parents are, I think most Asian parents are, 
um, pretty traditional and just how they were raised. They're very um, kind of work hard, like work hard and you'll succeed mindset. And I think that's especially, especially on my dad's side, because um, he did, he really did. Um, he immigrated over and he really did start from basically nothing and he worked to what he was going to be today um and so he's very he's always been pushing academics on me um but on my mom's side she was a little bit different um although she did value um education obviously a ton she also really wanted me to get involved in other activities my mom was a music major in college in China and so she really wanted me to try different things and kind of experience um as much as I could but I think that kind of shifting this a little bit towards what I felt like society was telling me to do. I felt like I had a lot of pressure to hide my Chinese culture um, and kind of conform to that white standard. I purposely, this is kind of, I don't know, to bring it back, I think subconsciously I was doing it and I didn't realize it, but now as I'm older, Mm -hmm. I kind of saw that my mom had put me in Chinese school um, for a long time. And so I think that I never really retained anything and I always just kind of blame it on like oh I kind of suck at learning languages like dang whatever I'll just never know it but I think that I kind of purposely didn't learn Chinese because I didn't want to seem um like the typical Chinese student and I think at the time it was kind of like cool to be like whitewashed like that whitewashed Asian and I remember really trying to fit into that standard and kind of finding it from my friends because Although I grew in a, up in a pretty Asian American, like dense community, there still was um, a form of discrimination and racism growing up, not a ton, but a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, seeing that some of my friends, even my Asian friends, they had like cool, chill parents or like my non-Asian friends, I would see their parents. I was like, oh, that's what I want to be. And so um, I think a small example of what happened to me um, I know it's not extreme at all compared to what other people experience, but I remember one day I always brought lunch to school and I know all the cool kids, like all the white parents would give their kids like Lunchables or they would go buy lunch. But I always brought lunch to school because that's just how my mom was. And I'm so grateful now thinking about it that she would cook lunch for me every day, which is crazy. But um, I remember one day bringing my lunch to school and I opened it and these kids were like oh like what is that smell like what are you eating like what is that and this was like the first sense of like cultural shock I was like what do you mean like at this time I had never realized I was different um until this happened and I remember just being so ashamed and so um just like afraid Mm -hmm. I guess like of my culture and so that is when I think I first really started to kind of hide it what about you? Yeah, I have a very similar experience with that. Again, very thankful looking back to my mom, even to like make lunch for me every day. But I remember I also had like I felt that shame for my culture and the food because just because people didn't know what it was, it was foreign to them. And so they would judge based off of the smells and the looks of it. And I feel like anyone in that situation would feel very uncomfortable. And again, that also pushed me away from my own culture. It made me want to buy school lunch like the other kids. I remember I, I told my mom that I, that I like the school lunch. It was definitely not your three-star Michelin steakhouse meal, but, oh but I, I just forced myself to eat it. I was like, I have to fit in. And looking back on that, I definitely shouldn't have done that. I was, in a way, just pushing away my own culture. And that was definitely who... That's definitely not who I was, and that definitely affected 
my upbringing and how I try to fit in with American culture. Um, What about you, Janelle? Yeah, no, now, like, we're like, oh, I wish I could eat, like, my mom's food all the time. It's funny how back then we were so scared. We were just bringing, like, dumplings and, like, fried rice. It wasn't even some super exotic food. Like, it was just that we were so ashamed of our culture back then just because we didn't know any better. There was no one there to lead us on that we thought we were the weird ones. Obviously, that was one experience when we realized that we had a cultural gap that we were a bit different than our peers. Like growing up in my family, I noticed that I wasn't the only one who was feeling this way. Like I have an older brother and obviously I feel like as the younger sibling, you always follow suit with your older sibling, you know, because they're like Mm -hmm. your example in life basically. And Mm -hmm. so I noticed that when I was in elementary school and he was in middle school, he started mispronouncing our last name on purpose. And he was trying to make it more, like, sound more American. And I, we never talked about it. He never stated that explicitly. But I immediately knew that he did that for the reasons of trying to fit in. And I remember myself also beginning to do the same. And I even remember my parents pronouncing the last name, our last name, the way he did. And none of us ever spoke about it. But I feel like it was just kind of like an underlying like underlying knowledge that we all know like we're just trying to fit in and I feel like that's kind of just super sad like we shouldn't be ashamed of how our last name sounds because it sounds too Chinese or something and I'm glad that now we don't really do that <laughs> but yeah it was definitely a I definitely, phase uh-huh. yeah I definitely remember that phase because we were also confused at what your last name was we're like is it this or is it, is I know, it that I would like switch it up every other day yeah. <laughs> really random example I mean uh, this wasn't for me because um because I don't really know how else you could pronounce my last name but anyway um I remember I had a friend and she has a younger sister and I remember her younger sister came home one day and I was at the friend's house and she looked at her younger sister's paper and she had misspelled her last name and she was like what why did you misspell it and she's like oh because like the kids at school like they think it's spelled weird and like they're like they can't really spell it so I'm gonna spell it this way from now and I remember the older sister being like what like why why would you do that and even I was like what but then at the same time I saw her kind of catching on to that as well I remember we were all really young and so I I guess this kind of like goes both ways like it's not just the older sibling setting that example but the younger sibling kind of brought it in and I remember um yeah I just remember she misspelled her last name so it's very similar yeah that's insane because she felt like she had to fit in and that's just that's crazy yeah, I mean, luckily we're older now and we've realized that, you know, Asian culture is great. Like, I love being Asian. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like as we grow up, people are becoming more accepting of our surroundings. I like, know, yeah. more, Especially with, like, social media. People are, like, going out and seeing all different cultures that are available in our world. And we're not just in our little bubble anymore. Mm-hmm. I definitely I mean I love it when non-Asians like boba you know that's just oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. I can connect with you I love boba too <laughs> I don't mean to be like stereotypical but it's just it's so nice to see other cultures embracing like being accepting of your culture as well and I'm not I'm not talking about like cultural appropriation like that's not no, I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about that's another topic for another day but oh oops I dropped something but anyway um yeah 
Yeah, um, but I feel like luckily, even though we did grow up in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, we also had other ethnicities uh, growing up around us to influence our behavior. I know that could also be taken like a bad way, like how we were scared to bring our school lunch. But um, personally, I took like soccer and, you know, taking soccer, there's it's not really the most Asian sports. I grew up with a lot of non-Asian friends. And I think that because of that, I was able to um, connect more with other cultures from a young age. And I think that I also influenced them. They were exposed to Asian culture at a younger age and they were more accepting of it because at a younger age, we're also like more influential. We're more influenced. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Yes, that's, that's yes, the word. word. <laughs> <laughs> more easily influenced. And I feel like it was good that... Um, we all had different people that we could learn from. Yeah, I think for me, I, I had an experience where I kind of got a sense of cultural shock or like a sense of like, like almost like a small identity crisis. I remember my sophomore year of high school, I went on a trip to England um, with a group of high school students from China. Um, and to me, I mean, this is the first time I had really been exposed to Chinese culture. Yes, of course, I have my parents, but obviously they're a lot older than I am and that generation difference and they're a lot more traditional. And so I remember I went on this trip and I met these students and it was such a shock because I, to me, I'm super American. To them, I'm Chinese. I mean, to them, I'm, a, I'm so sorry. <laughs> to them, I'm American and they're Chinese, right? And so, so yeah, that's just kind of how it was. And I remember, but one day I was, I was at a museum and there was this other girl and I forgot I don't really exactly know like what her ethnicity was I just knew she was European and I remember she was like she looked at both of us and she's like oh ching ching chong and she was oh, like no. oh you chong that is so me and, and I was like what because in my head I'm like I'm obviously American because it wasn't that she was just saying it to my friend which obviously terrible terrible thing to say but she was saying it to both of us and to me I was like but I'm American and she's Chinese, like, we're so different, like, how do you, how, wh wh why would you, like, group us together, not that it's a bad thing, but that, like, we're, like, because we are so similar, but I, w I was just so shocked, I was, like, wait, what, I, I, I'm American, <laughs> like, why, why are you saying that to me, and it was just, I don't know, but it was, it was a weird experience, and, but it got me thinking, and it made me realize, like, we're so much more similar than anyone thinks, it's really in the eyes of the beholder, but we're so similar, like, even if we have cultural differences, and even, even if, like, we have traditional differences, like, I don't know, like, just because we celebrate Christmas, and they don't, like, it doesn't matter, like, we're all so similar, we're all people at the core, we all have the same feelings, we're all going through such similar things, you know what Preach. I mean, like, why does race separate us? So exactly, much? very well said, <laughs> very, very well said, honestly, why does racism exist, sorry, on a tangent here, <laughs> we're all the same people, I we are literally all the same. There's, I don't, I don't I feel like as that. sad as it is, the reality is that racism is always going to be present. I mean, obviously there are so mm -hmm. many people who work to fix that, but then again, there are people who just always are divided, well, you know? Yeah, I think that's such a problem. Like, I feel like everyone is so divided now. Like, even if we solve one issue, there's something else. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I remember growing up, I did speak Chinese with my family, right? But then there's there's also this like weird phase where I was just trying to be like that whitewashed whitewashed Chinese person that Viv was talking about, 
And I remember I just like stopped just, like talking in Chinese. Like I would try to use English to communicate. And it wasn't until in high school when I decided to take Chinese as my foreign language because at that point I feel I felt like I was such a foreigner to my own culture and I just didn't know anything about the culture or the language. And so that was when I started really appreciating just everything within my own culture and if I could, I would definitely go back to my younger self and snap myself out of it and say that, like, you should be proud of your culture and that your surroundings should not make you feel ashamed of that in any way. What do you guys think? We live, I mean, America, it's the land of the people. Like, it's a land of, basically, it's a land of immigrants. Like, we all immigrants. Yeah, the land of the free. Um, <laughs> yes. Land there. of the free. There, there you go. And so... So I feel like the the fact that we even felt that we had to hide our culture is so, it's so sad. And so, I, I don't know. I think I'll just tell myself, oh, I just re- wish I was so much more thankful. I, was, I wish I was more thankful of the sacrifices my parents put in for me. Um, while, but at the time, I was literally just thinking about what everyone else thought of me. Um, but, and to be honest, I don't think they even cared. Like other than like a few students, like I genuinely don't think they cared. Because we mm-hmm. were all feeling it. Like, there's no way that, like, someone wasn't feeling different. And so I wish that I was just able to um, really embrace my culture and connect with other people. And I think it's so interesting and so great that there's different cultures, that there's not just one culture. Yeah, definitely. Like, we can always be learning and we can share it. And it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just hopefully tell myself to be a little yeah, more grateful. I mean, it would be so <laughs> yeah. boring if there's only one universal culture yeah of course yeah I definitely agree with both of you I feel like something that I really want to tell my younger self is that um just because some other people's parents or like the other their other cultures they might express things one way our parents and our people are expressing it in a different way but they have the same meaning behind it I don't I don't know how clear that is like for example like Mm-hmm. American parents are like oh they're always saying like oh I love you to my kids and stuff like that but Asian parents you don't really hear that that often and yeah at a young age you might be like why like why are my parents not saying that they love me like do they not love me because we don't know any better but they actually just say it in like their actions or in different ways they're like you know how they always say like when mm-hmm. people cut fruits for you yeah they always <laughs> give you cut yeah. yeah. yes. yes. it's like yeah. a way of saying I love you and like I wish that my younger self just understood that better, that they were trying really hard too, that I wasn't the only one that was feeling like foreign in my mm-hmm. environment and that they were mm-hmm. they were with me. Like I could talk to them about anything. They're just regular, regular old parents, regular old people. We love them. They're amazing. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of a segue from that. I feel like I feel like growing up because we were born here, but they weren't. We've always thought like, oh, we I don't know about you guys. For me, I was like, oh, I know better. Oh, which mm-hmm, is not definitely is not right at all. But because I was like, oh no, because I was born here. I know the culture. But but they went through it too. First of all, they they're alive 30 years. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> I but like I think I, I think that I forgot. Like like you guys said, I sometimes I would forgot they're struggling too. They're trying to fit in too. They're trying to adapt too. And that that I'm, I wasn't alone in it. It's like I could have talked to them about it. Um, and I know they probably would have understood. So, yeah, in the words of high school really musical, <laughs> we're all in this together. Yes, definitely. Oh, no. Childhood oh flashback. You really did that. 
Yes, of course. Um, Anyone have any last thoughts to add in before we end this episode? I mean, I guess, I think that was a pretty good episode. We covered a lot. Um, I think the takeaway message is don't be, don't shy away from your own culture because at the end of the day, that's really who you are and you should be proud of it. Thank, Thank you guys, guys so much. We hope to see you guys um, in our next following episode. Yeah, we had so much fun filming our first episode. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking about some study habits that we've picked up throughout high school. So we hope to see you guys there. Thank you so much for listening. Right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. bye, bye. bye, bye.